0: hello gamers welcome back to the jrpg report my name is james fisher this is episode 84 of your weekly jrpg news podcast happy to be coming back to you guys yet again Uh, we try to do this thing every week and so far we've been pretty successful at it Um, Today is Thursday as of this recording, so that is our usual um, distribution day. Uh, Sometimes it's a little bit earlier in the week, but I'm kind of glad that I waited as we had some some fun things pop up this week. We've got a really jam-packed show for you guys. Uh, There's actually a few stories that I'm not really going to get to, so make sure that you check out the JRPG Report. Facebook page is that will have uh, 100% of the JRPG news and happenings of the week. I'm going to kind of hit the bigger ones as I want to kind of dive into a few of them a little more and give them uh, their due time. But yeah, be sure and check that out if you are interested in seeing absolutely everything and of course all the trailers and stories that we talk about today will be featured there all in one place easy to get to uh, so the big thing that popped up uh, just a few hours ago actually and um, we've kind of had a few teasings about this um, but uh, Falcom did confirm uh, the existence of the next entry in the trail series of the legend of heroes games um and they are saying that this next this is all they're calling it the next trails game is due out september 2020 in japan they also mentioned that this uh the the entire legend of heroes series has sold 4.3 million copies which is uh is not too bad uh, considering kind of how niche this series uh, is and has really only kind of come into the limelight in the past few years. So remember a few, I guess a few months ago, we had that interview with the Falcon president and he mentioned, he was talking about the future of the game series. And it sounds like there's going to be one, um, new series, uh, brand new offshoot and then there's going to be kind of a uh, spin-off in the uh, Trails of series and I think that's kind of what they're talking about so it's not going to be Trails of Cold Steel 5 I don't believe that's what they're going to call it Um, but I do believe it will be in that world so there may be some recurring characters pop up from time to time but if I had to put money on it that's where I'm thinking that this series is headed as far as the future goes. Now. The first things. The, the report. Let's go ahead and finish the report. Um, it also mentions that the company plans on releasing several remastered titles for PS4. As it did with Cold Steel 1 and 2. And um, Ys Eight, As well as continue to take on challenges through the creation of new titles. Including the Trails of and Ys series. So. The first thing that popped into my mind was, okay, as uh, that's great news for Japan, what about Cold Steel 4? Shouldn't we be kind of (laughs) announcing the localization plans for 4, a game that has been out in Japan for a while now, um, before we start talking about the next game? Now, this is a Japanese company, so that is their... You know, that's their bread and butter is over there. But this game has really, the series in a whole has really started to gain some traction worldwide. So I find it a bit odd and almost, um, let's just say, I really hope that we get Cold Steel 4 here in the West before Japan gets another new game before that. They have been so slow to translate and bring this series. Worldwide, I hope this is a uh, that this breaks the mold, and we get some news here soon about part four coming along. Uh, certainly before September 2020. That is my fear, though, that that is going to indeed happen. Um, we already know about uh, you know Yeez9 being out in Japan, and uh, word about it coming west has been slow as well so apparently that's just kind of how falcom does things it's a little little slow and behind the times um so i guess we just doesn't happen um that falcom can get things kind of on track and uh, i mean i'm certainly not expecting worldwide releases on these things but they need to be a little quicker about it that's for sure um I, when I posted this on the Facebook page, uh, Jake also commented on that. The, his first thought was was that as well. That where, where the heck is, is Cold Steel Four at? And hang on, I'm trying to uh, pull up his comment so I can do it. Uh, and yeah, he also mentioned that they do away with the wait a few years <laughs> for the rest of the world um, mentality, but we'll just have to wait and see. So that's, that's certainly interesting. I'm glad that they are at least thinking that far in the future, but let's go ahead and get, get on with, um, get on with it. So the other big story that popped out, uh, this, this, uh, cycle, I guess this past week was, we got a slew of information about, uh, I keep Persona Five Scramble, uh, Phantom Strikers. I keep wanting to call it Persona Five Strikers, but it is Persona Five Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. Um, there was a live stream that came out uh, the other day, and it really kind of uh, emphasized a few things. There is a new protagonist, um, uh, codenamed Joker, video that's out there. Really cool stuff. You'll want to check it out. At the very beginning, there. It's one they they show what could be called a spoiler, um, but it's only a spoiler if you know the context of what it is from Persona Five. So if you have perhaps never played Persona Five, you're not going to even know why it would be a spoiler. It's just kind of there and, and kind of matter of fact. Um, it is cool to see uh, that that detail drove to me that this is, you know, obviously set after the events of Persona 5 and, assumingly, Persona 5 Royal. And that this will be a... I feel like not only is this is going to be a great action title back in that world, but we may actually get some continuation of some of the story elements. Um, So, yeah, they had this first live stream, and here are the details. You'll want to... Um, <laughs> sit down and grab a grab a cold one cuz there are there's a lot to go over here. Um, let's just start with the kind of general the general details. So development is 9% complete already. Uh, fine tuning is the focus from here on. Many Persona fans and Omega Force were the ones working on this game and who are bringing the game to the high quality level. Persona negotiation is being naturally and strategically incorporated into the action. Rather than simply an action game where you rush around wildly, there will be a proper story with character growth and the like. Again, this is their words, not mine, so it may not be exactly how I would phrase things. Uh, Some some character models have been borrowed from Persona 5, while some other new ones have Have been created. You can tell that right away that they used all the assets they could and really recreate in this one. The game is being received as an entry in the Persona Five series, hence why I'm excited to kind of see some new uh, story details and character development. Uh, Whether confidants or story characters will make an appearance is still a secret. You can unleash various actions through a combination of the square and triangle buttons. There is still the shooting. Elements. Let me just, uh, on a quickest of quick side notes, if you guys have seen the box art for this game, it clearly shows Joker on the front of the game with his, uh, his pistol in hand. I'm worried that that's, as much as we love our guns here in America, and uh, have seen just as this bastion of gun violence to the rest of the world, which is completely not, let's just not even go there. I wonder if that's going to be censored for a Western release or not. I hope not, but we'll have to see if that isn't the case. When you summon a persona, you can choose a skill with the up and down buttons. Also, the protagonist can change personas with the left and right buttons. When you summon the persona, time will come to a halt. Since information about the enemy will be displayed, you can carefully choose the persona and skill to match the enemy. Awesome. Um, It is certainly not just going to be Oh it's summon time Let me break out my Persona And uh, wildly uh, Just bash all these goons in the head There actually seems like there's some strategy to it A Persona's attack range Differs depending on the skill SP is important Strategies like striking the enemy's weakness Or swallowing up a wide scope of enemies Are essential When you shoot your gun time will come to a halt. There's also charge shooting. Each character will have their own gun. Depending on the battle, you can also still escape. With the phantom movability, nimble movement and attacks, attack actions using background objects such as traffic lights and street lights are possible in the uh in the trailer it definitely shows Joker spinning around a street light and doing a lot of uh, uh damage in a and a circle area. That was really cool. Uh, the concept of buffs and debuffs are also in this game. By striking the enemy's weakness, it will become a technical hit and deal greater damage. By lowering the enemy's shield gauge, which is right next to their HP gauge, you can unleash one more in general attacks. You can summon Persona while in midair. You can attack by exploding a patrol car. as a flame attribute attack. Showtime is in the game Since Joker can switch his personas He has different showtimes for each You can prefer Personas Persona Fusion is also In the game uh, This talks about some of the story And new characters As characters travel to the various cities of Japan Alice hopes to bring out Aspects t- to the characters Not shown in Persona 5 They want to depict Phantom Thieves as teenagers having fun There's a nation of wanting to reward Phantom Thieves that worked so hard in Persona 5. The setting consists of more than just the five cities that have been previously announced. We saw that, uh, well at least I saw, (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw it or not, the uh, various, uh, the five cities that uh, will be shown on so far. So they're already saying that there is more to come. Uh, Sophia... Voiced by Masaki Kuno Is the girl the Phantom Thieves meet In a different world She cooperates with the Phantom Thieves In hopes of being a good neighbor to humans Her codename is Sophie And her weapons are a yo-yo and blaster She specializes In recovery skills She controls a similar A being similar to the persona called Pithos Um Zengetsu, is a public safety officer, public uh, safety police officer. At this point, it's currently unknown will he be, whether he will become an ally or not. Both these characters are heavily involved in the game. So they talked about the game system as well. A, the baton pass system for changing characters is included. Change characters in real time while striking the enemy's weaknesses. All out attacks can be activated without stopping the flow of action. Each character has different parameters, weapons, and play style. Each character has their own HP, so switch up characters when you're in a pinch. Character growth also affects strategy. Enemies uh, appear as Enemy symbols on the map, and when you touch them, battle will begin. You can also encounter enemies by shooting them. Also, by successfully sneak encountering enemies from behind or overhead, you can start the battle at an advantage as a chance encounter. Sophie is a good character used for beginners. She has technical element that advanced players can also enjoy, whereby connecting attacks with good timing, she can expand her power and range. She can charge her power with a triangle button. Her charge shot can possibly paralyze the enemy. Of course, Panther uses her whip. She fights with magic more so than power. Among her attacks is a fire attack unleashed by Carmen. By pressing the triangle button, she can enchant her whip with fire to deal fire attribute damage and attacks. She can also enchant while attacking. She can also lower the enemy's attack power with the Tarunda skill. All of Skull's special attacks can be charged by charging Zeo. He can become... that By charging, Zeo can become Mezio. Uh, while it takes some time to charge... Skull can activate super armor to take hits without recoil. Um, they say the damage is slightly reduced in this in this mode. The strategy is is an important element of battle. It can be very difficult to win with power alone. By lowering the down gauge in mid boss battles, a special odd attack can be activated. Analysis show you uh, allows you to check enemy weaknesses and perimeter status. For example, when an enemy's defense is lowered by Rakunda, you can check this information via analysis. Boss battles can be made easier through debuffing. During mem- bring battle, a party member may suggest an attack at particular timing where they can leash an effective attack. By following through, their on, the sh- by following through their on their suggestion, you, can- you will switch that character as soon as the attack begins. There is also an easy mode for users to also, want to enjoy the story. Difficulty can can be changed at any time during the game. So there's a kind of a good heads up on everything that's included in the game. It really looks like they've taken the world of Persona Five and made it into a action game, but still using all those elements of Persona 5 that made it so unique and fun. This does not sound just like a mindless Hack and Slash, um, looks like their strategy, looks like you're going to have to use all those things that you used in Persona 5 to your advantage in order to, uh, in order to make this work. I'm very, very excited about this game. I've been excited about it ever since I saw it. Um, not only just as a Persona fan, but the game looks good and it looks like a lot of fun. And it it doesn't make me think of just an offshoot, just uh, using the characters and trying to uh, make a quick buck. It actually looks like it's going to be a pretty, pretty good game. Are you guys looking forward to it? I know I am. Um, so those were the two kind of big, big stories that I wanted to get to. There's, um, there's a few other ones. that have got some, some meat to the bones, but let's kind of dive into some, some quicker ones. I was a bit surprised by this one. Um, a resident of fate 4k slash HD edition, um, will launch in the December in Asia. Uh, it does have English and Chinese language support. Um, we saw this kind of with the, um, with the dragon quest first three games. This is through play Asia. And so they kind of made a uh, physical version of it. And it looks like that's going to be just what's available. Uh, There's not going to be a special, uh, Western edition. This is, this is what's going to be. So I had, um, this is known as end of eternity. um, not just just has a December. No uh no actual date on it. Uh the standard edition is going to go for $44.99. Again, that can be pre-ordered through the Play Asia uh website. There's also a collector's box and that is thirty dollars more. Uh of course you get the game, you get the collector's box packaging, art collection art book, which is fifty-four pages long, and the battle track collection, which is two discs long um, so we've, this is also available on Steam if you just want to download it but if you are looking for this physical copy you can uh, pick it up I've got this game on PS3 and I I can't remember if I actually tried to play it or not it's one of those games is known as being a pretty difficult and um, different type of games I mean art systems works I did this one and uh, with the help of TriAce, so it's got it had some good muscle behind it, just one of those ones I just never got around to and uh, I guess if I saw this this would certainly be the way to play it very interesting uh, gameplay with the uh, use of guns as your main attack weapons maybe something to pick up uh, down the road a little bit. Uh, Project Secure Wars got some uh, some new information. There is going to be a demo which will launch November 21st in Japan. Um, the demo will allow players to experience both the game's adventure and battle parts. And this is out ahead of its December 12th release in Japan. Uh, no word on if uh, that's going to be also available. Of course, it's not coming out until the spring 2020 in the West. Um, so maybe we won't get that demo for a little while. As I'm sure it's mostly in <laughs> in Japanese. Um, there was also a big uh, breakout on uh, in Weekly Famitsu. They introduced enemy character Oboro, the heroine joint attack special moves, as well as two new mechs. So I've got that story all linked on the Facebook page. If you're Really looking forward to this one. There is a ton of information to go over. Um this one just quickly is not a JRPG by traditional uh standards. We briefly mentioned uh during the Halloween episode that uh Diablo three was a game that you could uh would be able to maybe pick up at Halloween due to its uh creepy and hellish settings and i was happy to see that blizzard had finally announced diablo 4 for ps4 xbox one and pc back at blizzcom a release date was not announced i did share this one over on facebook so if you want to check it out it's got a a incredible looking uh trailer to it um as you know we don't just play GRPGs here you have gotta take a break every once in a while and that's uh That is one of the series that I quite enjoy. Uh, Taking a break and playing Fairy Light Fairy Tale Episode One will launch for PS4 on November 5th. So that has already happened. (laughs) Uh, If you are interested in this game, uh, it first came out on PC early access back in November of last year. Came out fully in May of 2019. Xbox One got the version back in September. Episode 2 is currently in development. Uh, It says for a release in 2019. Well, they are running at a time quickly. (laughs) But yeah, you can now pick this one up on PS4. Light Fairy Tale is a 3D turn-based Japanese-style RPG set in the dying underground world, ruled by a fierce and powerful empire. I... This is definitely an episodic game, so I believe it's pretty cheap. I want to say it was like fifteen dollars, maybe twenty at the most. But um, kind of has a um, I don't know. The world kind of looks like FF Seven in a bit. I can't quite put my finger on what the character models remind me of. They look like a mix between um, PS One inspired, but with uh, PS Two. Uh, glaze on them and uh, just looks like a good and fun turn-based game that uh, I definitely want to check out at some point in time. Again, this might be one that'll, you know, you can catch on sale at some point and, uh, and check out. Uh, there was a new Japanese commercial for Yokai Watch 4 plus plus. I love these games with the pluses in them. There's, <laughs> And not to be outdone, you get the uh, the plus plus. The game is coming out for PS4 and Switch on December fifth in Japan. No, uh, no word on a Western, uh, at least in this article. We may have reported this coming to the West. I believe it is. It's hard to keep all this stuff straight. Um, got a article about Mist over the physical edition that's coming out uh, here soon. It will include, in Japan, it will include downloadable content for a special dungeon theme after the Guilty Gears series, publisher Arc Systems work announced. Uh, it is now available digitally for PS4, Switch, and PC. The Japan exclusive physical edition is due out on January 23rd. So maybe if that one does well, they may uh, decide to Um, go out and make this a worldwide physical edition, or we get limited run or somebody to, to take a poke at this one and try to make it happen. Uh, God eater three versions 2.1 and 2.11 updates are now available. This adds the Hugo and Zeke chapters to the Traversing the Past episode, New, Aragami, and more. You can check out the full list. Uh, Version 2.0 is the one that acted all uh, all these additions. And then 2.11 fixed some minor bugs. So you can... See all those goodies. They're not going to make a whole lot of sense to you <laughs> if you're not a uh, a fan of that series. There's also updates for uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. The expansion version 11.5 update is now available as of this recording. Um, well, it'll be available at 4 o'clock this afternoon Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern. More than likely by the time you're listening to this. And if you are interested, it's probably going to be um, available. Fix some some minor bugs and all kinds of uh, wow. There's there's quite a few corrections and and uh, things that they made. So again, check out the Facebook page for the full list of all the goodies that you can be experiencing in Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Let's take uh, what actually wait, wait wait just a second. There's also more. Iceborne news. On November the 21st, there is going to be the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds collaboration will begin and uh, actually again as of right now, part of that uh fix that we just talked about on November 7th, there's going to be a Resident Evil 2 collaboration. Leon Claire and Tyrant will pay a visit to Iceborne. So that's pretty pretty cool. Um there's also some updates coming up in December that you will want to uh, want to check out if you're on certain so, so head over to the Facebook page, give us a like, and check out the full, full list of all the information uh, coming to Monster Hunter World Iceborne here very soon. Let's take just a quick break and a breather, uh, pay some bills, and uh, we'll be back with part two here in just a moment after a word from our sponsor. In just over a week from today, all you pokey fanatics will finally get your hands on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Of course, due out on the Switch on November 15th. And uh, Pokemon Company and Nintendo is getting everyone ready. There is a special five minute overview trailer, as well as the always humorous 30 second um, TV commercial uh, for you guys to check out of course you know where to to go see all that that stuff and uh, right before they also detailed handy features new items Gigantamax Pokémon encounters and the first online competition including mints special supplements experience candies and more so a ton of information is out there my goodness all kinds of all kinds of stuff is out there so check out the Facebook page to get all if you're uh if you want to, obviously being this close to coming out, you may be like, hey, I just want to uh I want to play the game and experience some of this stuff <laughs> on my own. I don't want to have too much spoiled for me. So yeah, just uh just a one more week, guys. Chill out. It's almost here. You'll have your Pokemon for a long, long time. The Alliance Alive HD remastered for PC will finally come out on January 16th of 2020, publisher NIS America announced. Of course, the game is already available for PS4 and Switch worldwide, so not exactly sure why PC owners had to wait a little bit longer for a remake of a 3DS game, but there you go. January 16th, you can... uh, You can finally get your hands on it. Speaking of games that got delayed forever, Arc of Alchemist uh, for Switch is coming west alongside the PS4 version in early 2020. Uh, Idea Factory International uh, announced. Like the PlayStation 4 version in North America, the Switch version will be digital only released in both regions. PS4 version is available both fig- physically and digitally in Europe. The company announced that the new features added to the Switch version of the game for its Japanese release back in October will be present for both the Switch and PlayStation 4 versions in the West, which include an updated systems feature and the ability to choose and play between several, between seven plus possible characters. So, at least have a time frame. On this one as uh, early 2020. The game looked intriguing. Um, but yeah, just so many delays for this one. And it's kind of gone uh, off my radar. And, and early 2020 is not going to be a good time <laughs> for it to come out. Especially if it starts drifting um, towards March. Um, if you were a fan of the game Death Re- Death in Request... Well, part two will launch February thirteenth in twi- of twenty twenty in Japan. The latest issue of Weekly Famitsu revealed a ten thousand yen limited edition will also be available. That'll include the original storage box, visual fanbook, mini soundtrack, and art data CD, as well as three count them three posters. Uh, they also released a little bit of information. About the game uh, They launched a new website for it So there's all kinds of Um Of information that got Kind of put out there Some images going with it It looks like a creepy kind of game For sure with a uh, Pretty cool um, Cast Of course this is uh, This is Compile Heart So you kind of know what you are Are getting With those titles I've never been Uh Against Compile Heart I've actually enjoyed a few of their A few of their uh, Titles But we'll have to wait and see Of course there was a, uh, an opening movie As well as accompanying this So if you're interested in that one You can check out a ton of good information About some of the characters The battle systems Locations And uh, and such I didn't play the first one So I haven't uh, really gotten into this one It'd be really cool if they decided to throw the first one in there like they did with uh, Mary Skelter, we'll see if that actually happens or not. Um, got it. interesting. Um, well, first off, Fairy Tale got a hands-on preview screenshot and new gameplay. Um, not trailers, but uh, videos were out there. A few outlets, uh, including uh, Dual Shockers, GameSpot, Nintendo. Everything noisy pixel and, uh, for extra life, is that how you say that it's extra life with an F at the beginning of it. I've not heard of that one. So they all had different videos for it, uh, showing off different, um, aspects of the game. Um, of course it's due out. All they're saying is 2020 on it for PS4 switch and PC. Of the new Koi Tecmo and Gust Fairytale RPG. Again, I've not watched the anime. So I'm not uh, super familiar with it. But the game, just from a game standpoint, looks really cool. Um, I like the art style. I really like the battle system, the way it looks. Um, Gust also put out a little blurb. And let's see. They say they have four projects. In development. Plus a new Atelier game. Y- you guys knew it was coming. I mean, Raza's out now. So it's on to the next. So this was a um, Gus producer. Kaguchi told Acu Gaming. Uh, these are some of the tidbits from that uh, interview. Uh, it kind of focused on fairy tale. But it went in a few different directions. Um, so about game tale in particular they chose to start the story from the middle to have a game with many characters and more advanced developments such as techniques and magic as well as to start at a time when the guild was is destroyed so players had to what had to start from scratch while already having all the content in place hero uh, mashima was very open to the addition of original content and all new content from costumes to new scenarios were approved By a committee composed of him and others. The focus is on existing characters. Not creating new ones. As far as downloadable content. They are considering bonus items. And possibly additional scenarios. However as far as dealing with the arcs of the story. Not covered in the game. That would be best done for a future installment. I.e. sequel. So yeah. They are not sure what the other. Projects are. If you're including Fairy Tale, the new Atelier game, but uh, rest assured, there's more, more coming. Don't worry. Um, Square Enix, their first development division, is currently working on an unannounced new intellectual property for high definition consoles. They say, of course, this uh, the first development division has a diverse portfolio. They're currently working on FF7 remake. They did Kingdom Hearts 3 Saga, Scarlet Grace, Romancing Saga 3, the Remake, and Romancing Saga Reuniverse, as well as various other titles. They have a large skilled staff in a range of fields from consoles to smartphones. They say, quote, they are aiming to realize a next-generation action game experience that goes beyond the framework of existing action games with an international team of creators from all over the world. So note they don't say this is a new IP by a stretch. So reading between the lines, sounds like to me this is a PlayStation 5, Next, next generation. We'll just call it that. Next generation game. Um, so, what do you think it's going to be? To me, it has to be Final Fantasy. But they're saying it's a new next generation action game experience. And is that really where they want to take Final Fantasy? If you ask me, it didn't work with fifteen. I think 16 needs to go back to its roots. I'm not saying it has to be strictly turn-based, but it probably should be. (laughs) And I think if anything, uh, we have proven with Persona 5 and Trails of Cold Steel 3, you can do turn-based and still make it pretty fast-paced and fun. And I wouldn't be opposed to just the return of the active ATB bar. I think they could do it. I really do. So, does that mean it's Kingdom Hearts? Does that mean it is actually a new IP? Is it uh, the next... Well, I don't guess it would be near. I don't think they would handle that one. So, we'll have to wait and see. I think we're a ways off from this game. Obviously, all their focus is going into um, FF7 Remake. I guess they could be um talking about the next de- couple episodes of FF7 remake you know we're, we're probably I still think we're talking about a trilogy I really do I think they're going to find enough content to make it uh three three games long but we'll just have to wait and see so speaking of FF7 remake and one of the I won't say it's the oddest thing I've ever seen but so square released a commercial and it apparently aired during Fuji TV's FNS twenty seven hour TV Japanese Sports Are Strong <laughs> television broadcast. Uh the commercial that went on the air was seven minutes long. And so you're like, oh my gosh, seven minutes that's crazy. Um for in um, a <clears throat> if you're watching broadcast television in America you usually get six and a half minutes of commercials for every 30 minutes. So a seven minute commercial if you do it for an hour long program is really not that long. It just it's all at once. So yeah it's it's an odd commercial. Uh I don't know Japanese. I don't claim to know it. And so the aired commercial at seven minutes, there's a special commercial version of it A long version that's 13. Um, There's no subtitles for it. So on YouTube, of course, you can get it to try to auto-translate. It won't even try to do the 13-minute version. The seven-minute version, it makes an attempt at auto-translation. And if you want a good laugh, try to do that. Because while I don't know what they are saying, I'm pretty sure it's not what YouTube thinks they're saying. (laughs) <laughs> it is it is a hot mess of whatever they're trying to say. So here's the gist of the commercial. Uh, it follows the story of an office worker who has never played FF7. He plays it cool while discussing the release of FF7 Remake with his bosses and girlfriend, as well as Final Fantasy seven Mega Fan. <laughs> he kind of shows up in a bar and uh, he's still looking at a... Uh, of course, is all Japanese, so it's the, uh, Japanese version of the, uh, strategy guide. A well-worn, worn copy of the strategy guide. The, uh, they actually show the original PlayStation, um, copies of the game with the black backs to them in the original box art. It's really well done. Anyway, um, uh, the girlfriend knows FF7 by watching her brother playing it grow up, um, uh, During these discussions, the office worker gradually becomes interested in playing the title. He should probably try to play the original first. Um, however, it's interesting. It's, I don't see how they'd have to completely redo it for America, but maybe they'll try to do it. Because it's actually a pretty sweet and cool commercial, just getting a feel of it. Um. At one point, the, I think the translation actually worked for a brief moment where it shows uh, the girlfriend uh, watching her brother play it and saying it was her favorite game, um, even though she's the one holding the controller at one point during during the game. And, you know, that's the way it's going to be for a lot of people. Now, you know, for me, in 1997, I was 16 years old. So while it's hugely important to me you know ff6 hit when i was a little bit younger and and holds a little bit more of a heartstring pull on me but you know let's say you were closer to 10 or 12 and you played ff7 for the first time you're probably going to be uh what they're trying to convey in this uh, commercial so yeah um if you know japanese definitely check this thing out it's pretty fun it's pretty cool if you don't try to get that uh YouTube translation on there and check it out. But I I just I love seeing things like this um as uh it's gearing up guys. We're we're 4 less than 4 months away. No, 5 months, March. It's November. So yeah, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. So definitely go over to the Facebook page and uh, check out the link for that. You will Thank yourself for doing it. No doubt. That's all I got for you guys. Um, like I said, there were a few things we didn't cover. So if you head over to Facebook and see stories, like, Hey, James didn't talk about this week that this week, why not? Well, it's because we're like over 40 minutes long and I really want to talk about those things a little, a little more in depth. Um, I feel like there's plenty of weeks where there is no news and i have I've got to kind of talk about everything. This was not one of those weeks, and I'm kind of glad um, that it wasn't. Uh, So briefly, uh, definitely like us on Facebook, head over to YouTube, give us a a like on there, subscribe. i am still got my playthrough of Cold Steel 3. It's going slowly, um, so you can watch the live streams. And then I'm trying to put up, um, kind of break it down by section and re-upload different versions of that. And of course, I do try to put this out as a YouTube video as well, the podcast, with all the videos that we talk about, at least parts of them. It's hard to show uh, all of them sometimes. Check that out. So our special thing, remember we talked about last week. Um, If you sign up for listener support, for this podcast between now and the end of 2019, we've got seven weeks. Uh, I need five people to do that. At least five. I'll take more than that. That'd be great. If five of you will sign up to support this podcast, um, all it takes is a dollar a month. You know, you can, you can spend more than that in five seconds and throw it away. (laughs) So choose to support this podcast. That'd be great. Everyone who signs up to support this podcast, you're entered in to win. Somebody will win the limited edition copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's $80 value. So if you do that, it's it's way cheaper than buying a lottery ticket. And you got pretty decent odds. Odds of winning. Now, nobody's done that yet. And uh, if if I don't get at least five people, I can't... uh, I can't really afford to shell out 80 bucks, but I really want to do this to help out you guys, uh, and, uh, help me. I'll help you type of deal. I think it'd be a lot of fun, a way of giving back to you guys who have given so much to me by listening to this podcast every week. So, um, there's a link to the Facebook page. You can find it on the bottom of the podcast. If you go and look and scroll down a little bit, you can figure out how to support the show. If you can't find it, don't know where it is. I will gladly send it to you. Send me a message on Facebook. Pop me an email. James Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R, productions at gmail.com. There's tons of ways to get a hold of me. And I will gladly send you the link that you need. That's all we got for episode 84 of the JRPG Report. And we'll be back with you guys next week to talk about more fun things. But until then... Get back out there, level up.